Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, folks. Whenever you're tuning in to us here at Cosmic Crit, we thank you. We hope you're having a good day, a good month, and a good millennia. My name is Patrick. I'm your game master, your podcaster, and your left-handed American special sunburst yellow Fender Stratocaster. Ready to send you some rockin' tunes your way in this new episode. This is episode 14, and if you've been keeping up with us week to week, or if you're binging over a weekend, uh, whenever you're taking time to lend us your ears, we here at the podcast, we really appreciate it. We all work really hard to make this entertaining and fun for everyone, both the players and listeners alike. So whenever we, we hear from you guys, we get feedback or we're reading those iTunes reviews, or if you're interacting with us on social media, we, we take all that and that's all fuel in our tank to keep us going and to really push ourselves to, you know, be better players, be better game masters and better podcasters. So thank you so much. Speaking of interacting with us online, just a reminder that as you eat your turkey this week, if you're stateside like us, that our first Friday fan challenge is still up and running. We are asking you all, all of our fans, to give us your ideas for ship names for the Cosmic Crit Crew's first spaceship. So email us at CosmicCrit at gmail.com or send it to us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever we are online. And we're going to take our favorite names and we're going to uh, pick them out and award those uh, people that submitted the names, a PDF copy of the Starfinder Core Rulebook or the Alien Archive. And then we're going to have our fans vote on which name they like the best, and that's what we're going to pick. So we, we've already had some really great ones, some that we really like, but it's still going on. You can do that all this week, and we can't wait to hear what else you guys are going to come up with. Before we get started, I just wanted to cover some of the fortitude rolls that we did off-air between episodes 13 and 14, mainly for those vicious void bites of those pesky akatas. So, Alindra, Edros, and Andis, they're all infected, and uh, Andis was bitten and infected twice. But over the course of this episode, we, we went off-air, we checked some rules, and we realized that we've been forgetting the very important android trait constructed. Gives him a plus two bonus, and he had actually passed one of those first fortitude saves. So uh, we backpedaled a little bit and had all three of them. They are of the same weakened state, and they uh, rested between the last episode and this one. Divided up the med patches, the bandages, and rested up, and Alindra and Andis made their saves and eradicated the disease, but unfortunately, Edros had another bad roll. It's going to require more treatment. So that's where the party stands towards the beginning of this episode as they are preparing to leave the Acreon for the Drift Rock and see what lays in wait for them down there. So that, that's it. We're, we're going to start up now. That's, uh, that's enough of this show's crit chat. So let's dive right in and hear what happened last time before we hear this week's episode, episode 14, Straight, Straight Outta out Acreon. Last time on Cosmic Crits. We cleared the bridge of the last of the Akata. The ship is ours. We met some familiar goblin friends. Edris pulled Alindra aside and revealed to her that he intends to pass the captain's hat onto her. We finally found some salt. We listened to all of the captain's logs and really, really don't think we should go to the rock, but we probably will. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
Edris used his laser weapon to really rough up a bed. Is it time to take another nap? Almost no one got reinfected. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Almost. It's horseshoes and hand grenades, baby. Horseshoes and hand grenades. <laughs> Episode commencing in three, two, one. Episode initiated. Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Cosmic Crit. My name is Patrick9000, and I am your game master on board this journey. I can see you're really upset about this. I honestly think you ought to sit down calmly, take one Mark I healing serum, and think things over while you listen to our tale of heroism and courage. Joining me are five players who ultimately are unimportant, and I cannot let them jeopardize our podcast. To my left... An ancient alien stone slab floating in space. Drew playing Naxxis Rec. Daisy, Daisy. To his left, a psychedelic wormhole tunnel full of stars. Jabert playing Andis one four seven. Hey, 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 hey. Across the digital table, a star child that became cool. Miles rocking a Raimi. Star child was never cool. But hello, favorite favorite member kiss. To his left, an astronaut that really, <laughs> to his left, an astronaut that really wants those pod bay doors opened. Rebecca playing Alindra Vallis. Glad to be here. And to my right, an ape viciously swinging a bone club because a stone slab told it to. Tyler playing a Drosseronis. We are now accepting all banana donations. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> The worst. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. The that most half-hearted so ape impression. That is exactly what they sound like. Welcome, guys. How's everybody doing? Pretty good. Pretty. Are you though? It's my birthday, so yeah. Oh, oh my oh. gosh, it's a birthday. So many birthdays. I'm glad uh, to be playing Starfinder be with you guys. No, yeah, no, we're way. often doing it on the night. <laughs> That's exciting. Congratulations, making it around the sun one more time. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> one more time. Hey, I mean, it puts so much pressure on me as a GM because now I feel like if I do kill your character, I also have to buy you a present to make up for it. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to pop on Amazon real quick, start filling up a cart. <laughs> you could just uh, keep her alive, just for tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I've already put something in the cart here, so. All right, speaking of which, are you guys ready to play? Yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. While between last week and this week, we did some very fun fort saves on the mini <laughs> Akata-related diseases that basically half the crew here has uh, contracted. Some good things happened. Some bad things happened. We still have some weakened characters. Uh, No, no one is characters. Uh, No one is in that second state, though. And you guys have been on board the ship for about two days at this point. So you've been resting. What what have your characters been doing kind of in the, you know, the interim to uh, to to waste time taking pot shots at goblins? (laughs) <laughs> no, they they run away. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> Remy hates those goblins. Don't know why. Remy is probably going over plans for his and Andis's new bar. <laughs> with with Andis. I was about to say by himself. Just be like, hey, we'll put the lights up over here. Yeah. Didn't you name it after yourself already? And you're just cutting <laughs> yeah. Andis out. No, we're still making plans for the bar. 
The name stays. <laughs> ah, I see. Oh, oh, oh I see. I see. Okay. So, Keith, that you think you'll ever see that place alive again? Oh, I will. Oh, no, the place is going to die? <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll see it, but you'll be dead. The whole scene's dead, man. What about Alindra? Rebecca, what's uh, Alindra up to? Alindra has been sparring with Robob, handy oh, little drone trying to that destroy my robot observer. No, I'm not destroying. I know how to fight. I my mother was a, a swordsman <laughs> person and taught people how to do this stuff. So I'm just practicing. <laughs> practicing like swiping at it. And he's like, oh, what are yeah. you doing? Hey, yeah. no, watch out there. No, Robob can keep up. He's good. Yeah. He's got like automatic sensors, believe it or not. They had to install in him uh, circuitry to be able to, <laughs> to miss people's punches. Well, it's really a, a hidden min- mini game that is like oh, one of his modes. You so, unlocked yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about uh, Knack? Knack has been going through the crew quarters just looking for anything of value that we might have missed the first time through. Going back and forth yeah. and back and forth. Oh, that's interesting. Go ahead and give me a perception check. Okay, wow. 17 on the die plus 5 is 22. If you find something, are you sharing it with your your teammates? Um, depends on what it is. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, if it's mm-hmm. something of, of monetary value, probably not. If it's something of health value, I probably will. <laughs> do you want me to tell everyone else? what you find or do you want it to be a secret I, I would like it to be a secret typing secret messages secret message typing this is the part where we type a secret message excellent um uh, yeah I might uh, I might share that but I gotta think about it and speaking of sharing the goblins bumfuzzle and cattywampus come up to you guys and open up a satchel that they've like had tied to the, their belts and inside there is just a, a wealth of of weaponry uh, grenades particularly and some some different things they've collected from around the ship and bumfuzzle says uh, to you Edros is like could could you have uh, used these is this something that you you want um yes these are very very good thinking we could use these in the upcoming fight, for sure. Um, give them to Andus. He can probably make better use of them than I. I told you they would want them, Bumfuzzle. That's the best well kind of Wampus. Uh, is, uh, it just, is, it just, is it just grenades? What's else, what else is in this satchel? Yeah, well, they bring it over to Andus. Anyone else can see inside is an incendiary grenade, two shock grenades, mm-hmm. a sticky bomb grenade, two detonators... A engineering toolkit, a fire extinguisher, and 500 universal polymer bases. I think I got that right. Oh boy, I need to just write this out every time. UPBs, 500 UPBs. <laughs> I was going to suggest maybe we should take some time while we have some downtime to teach the goblins how to fight more effectively. Um, yeah, I mean they can join you in trying to to kill Robob. They yeah, seem, I'll, they seem I'll very take excited under my about wing that. And fact, teach them how to use a sword. Yeah, <laughs> it's like every campaign. Rebecca's like the Goblin Whisperer. Yes, what? this is what this is what we were born to do. Yes, Bumfuzzle. What does the engineering toolkit do? The toolkits are like collections of tools that are for different things and they give you a circumstance bonus to certain skill checks. So in this case, the engineering kits, engineering checks without one 
you take a minus two penalty. So normally if we're trying to open up a door or, you know, a locked door or um, disable a bomb with uh, without one of these, it'd be a little bit more difficult. Uh, and you said it's a plus two? It is normally minus two if you do not have one. If you're just like using oh, your okay. hands to just... Oh, so it's like, it's like thieves tools. Okay. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Okay, so so uh, Andis, you want to take that since you're the engineering master? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll hang on to this. <clears throat> Are you still sick? Is that what's happening? Yeah, I'm just laid up in the bed. That's yeah. I didn't tell you what I'm doing this whole time because I'm not doing anything. I would like to take at least one of the grenades, just cheek pouch it, just to to have one. <laughs> that sounds like a safe place for it. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Someone shoots you in the mouth, you're gone. <laughs> or you just got a mouthful of sticky goo. <laughs> uh, I want one of the shot grenades. Okay. Which, right. which grenade did you want, um, Knack? Uh, I'm trying to think, because uh, trying to think what grenade I would be best skilled for. I mean, they all use kind of the same thing, which is your dexterity for a DC, but the incendiary obviously does fire damage, shock does the electric damage, and the sticky bomb kind of puts out this webbing that can ensnare uh, someone. Okay. Yeah, so... Is this like a the- trap or something? Kinda. Yeah, it's it's a it's like a it's like a tanglefoot bag. It's like if you okay. can throw it at somebody and it'll stick <laughs> them to the ground. I like how Rebecca said, "Okay, like, oh yeah, I know, I know exactly what that it's is." Tanglefoot bag. I'm gonna pretend. So the, yeah. So the it's, uh, it's so a pretty good buy in life. So one way we might want to consider doing this is so the shock grenade has a radius of 15 feet. So that one's the easiest to hit right. with. No, they don't. Um, Grenades. Sticky bomb has a. Um, oh, the sticky bomb is different, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a 10-foot range, and the incendiary is only 5 feet. So the incendiary bomb is the one that's the hardest to hit with. Well, would that be good for a melee character, then? I mean, if it's 5 feet? No, 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 that's not the range to throw it. That's oh, the, that's the, the range, range that it hits. That's the radius From of where the it hits. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So, like, so if you throw something that has a 15-foot radius, then um, you're practically guaranteed to hit the things that you want to hit you just might also hit other things okay so to throw Uh, to throw a grenade you said it uses your dex modifier versus a skill check no so it's it's a strength modifier to throw so it's your strength modifier in your in your bab to throw it but then your dc the dc for the save is based off of your dexterity okay so i have a minus one to strength so i need the easiest grenade to throw yeah so i'm at i have a minus three to throw because i have Zero, zero to strength. Or I guess I'm at a minus two to throw. Um, Get them shock grenades, boy. So, oh. if I could take the one that has the widest radius, that would be helpful. <laughs> okay. So you take one of the shock grenades. I'll take one of the yeah. shock grenades. The the detonators are for obviously like remote detonation. So could we use a remote detonator with grenades? Yes. With grenades. So you plant a grenade somewhere and then can detonate it from far away. You can. Correct. That might be useful with the sticky bomb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Use it like a trap. That's what I was saying earlier. That's yeah, a trap. Then you, don't, then you don't have to throw it. <laughs> we take a short break to check something in the core rule book. Returning to the adventure in three, two, one. Okay, we're back. We did a little rules discussion. We t- we looked up detonators, what exactly they do. We looked up the toolkits, the grenades, a lot of the uh, the things that Bumfuzzle and Cattywampus present to you guys, and we've doled them out. 
you've spent a couple of days on the ship and almost everyone now is back up. Anderson and Alindra have been med patched and resting for the majority of that time. Alindra apparently was, uh, I think she was faking it because she was fighting Robob half the time. <laughs> she was uh, uh, getting better. But Edros has eschewed most of the med patches and is still feeling weakened. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, unfortunately. Okay. But the the rest of you guys are okay. And uh, what's what's the plan of action? Where you guys want to go next? I mean, there's only one way to go that's out, right? Only one way out, but yeah, through? We read all the logs, right? Including the final one that said to be continued last week? Correct. Yeah, the, the final one is just like static. Okay. Hmm. I mean, it's. I think it's our only path is to go down the anchors that are hooked to the rock and make our way to the rock. Correct. Well, uh, should we try to get the communication systems working to see if we can get a uh, some backup? I was just, just going to say while I'm like while I'm here, I'm mm-hmm. I'm going to try seeing if I can power up the communications array so we can at least arrange for somebody to to know that we're out here. I mean, because if 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 their plan was to discover what happened on the ship, you know, by sending a crew out here, they could have just sent Robob. You know, presumably they're expecting us to come back. You um, can. We need. We need to be able to contact them somehow. You can. The that system on the technological side of the ship, the computer seems fine, but every time you access it, it looks like there is indeed a problem, like either with the sensor array outside the ship or something blocking. And you're not able to make any communication with the with the Acreons technology. Hmm. Okay. So I have a question. We're we're pretty clear that there's like some kind of monster or sentient being or something out there on the rock, right? Talk yes. amongst yourselves. Topic: sentient beings. The log suggests. Yeah, because they, they said they they said that they that. They think it's waiting for them. Clearly, that's not Akatas. The Akatas definitely weren't waiting for them anywhere. Right. They didn't wait on anybody. Well, Just and the, it is a single a single thing. Yeah, that that sounds like a, a big monster, right? So, but, but Newt is down there, and she's been surviving on her own for years. Stop it, Patrick. We're talking. This is a this is a crew. This is a crew meeting. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm here too. They missed the commitment. So, Okay, so I'm just looking at our at our inventory right now, and I'm thinking that if it comes time to like lure something to the a certain side of the rock and like do something about it, we could use the detonators with the shot grenades. Like I think the incendi- incendiary, given the fact that the Akatas are fire resistant, I suspect that whatever's out there would be too. Maybe that's a unwise yeah, guess, but also in space. That. Fire doesn't work in space, right? Well, it depends on it depends on what sort of fire we're talking about. Yeah, actually, Thanks. let me just make a physical science check. <laughs> I was about to say the incendiaries should work because besides being explosive, they're like you know they shoot out like bits of plasma. Right, know? they're like they're like okay. phosphorus. They're like uh, mm. phosphorus. Fire. Okay, so they'll still be they effective. Okay, air to burn. Yeah, Bumfuzzle and Cattywampus uh, do try and interject themselves in all of your conversations, and after listening, you know. For days of you talking and planning, um, Bumbuzzle comes up, comes up and says, "Well, you know, we we know what, where a ship is that can get you guys back to Absalom, right?" Uh, say so what now? I mean, this one's like dead, but it, uh, there's another ship. Like we stowed away on a, uh, a ship to get here. How do you think we got here? We don't have a ship. That's a good point. <laughs> well, I thought you just stowed away on this ship. No, no, this. Uh, 
no, we were we were we're back on Absalom. Yeah, they're on Absalom. When you guys were. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good. Point. We we stowed away on a mining vessel coming here in order to loot the Acreon, and it uh, I, I think it landed on the far side of the Drift Rock. Oh, so there's a ship uh, on the Drift Rock. Oh. Probably from the Hard Scrabble Collective. Probably. So if you parked your ship on the far side of the rock, did you cross the rock to get here? Oh, listen, listen, we don't have a ship. We do not have a ship. We hitched a ride on a ship and then yeah. jumped off in the middle of space. Oh, okay. So you don't, you didn't see anything that was on this rock? No, just some stones. All right, so, let's check out this Dwayne Johnson. Okay, let's go. You guys do want to go to the, the drift rock. Sure. Well, want is a strong word, but that's... Yeah, have to is the... You can, just die on the ship. That's an option. No. <laughs> They're grenades. You can just, uh, you know, have a fun grenade party. All right, we're, we're going, no. going go. to the rock. Getting to the drift rock, there are a very long series of nano mesh cables attaching it to the Acreon. Given time, you can climb to it on a spacewalk in zero G and just like hand over hand kind of pulling yourself along these huge metal cables. If you guys want to take the full amount of time, it would take to get from the Acreon to the Drift Rock. We don't have to make any rolls. You just, you know, very slowly kind of pull yourself along. And yeah, you basically can unhinge yourself. And uh, there's some safety tethers in the, the airlock of the Acreon. And use it between you and, and slowly, along with our goblin friends and, and Robob, make your way what first feels like upwards towards the rock. But as you it gets closer and it starts to fill in, your vision, you know, you get that vertigo feeling in zero G and all of a sudden it looks like you're falling down towards it, even though there is, there's no gravity here. Mm -hmm. uh, Robob says, preparing to leave the Acreon, perhaps for good. The Starfinders strap up and ready for a dangerous walk upon the rock that is sure to prove deadly. Just for the record, Andis is using their jump jets to fly around in zero G. <laughs> And it's really, and really like, fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I took the fire extinguisher from the goblins, so I'm <laughs> pulling a Wally. Definitely gonna do that. Uh, you're just gonna, you're just gonna burn it. You're just gonna burn it right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sounds prudent. <laughs> we, might, we might need that later, but you know, we'll see. I kid, I kid. I just think about it, fantasize about it while I'm waiting to get down off of this tether. <laughs> that historical drama that you've seen on the uh, hypernet. Yeah. Okay, so while you guys are traveling along the, the these tethers between the, the rock and the Acreon, go ahead and give me a perception check. Oof, that's a one on the die for Knack for a six. 24 for me. 16 for Raimi. 20 for Andis. Show 20 off. for Edris. All right, yeah, yeah. So what, let's figure out what happened to Knack. Knack, or is, he's just kind of like spinning around. Is your character used to these kind of uh, EVAs, these spacewalks? Does well, my I'm assuming my spacesuit does not have a portion for my tail to stick out. So my very useful <laughs> tail that I use in balancing as 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 an Ahsoki <laughs> is like. Tucked it just in. coiled up like there. It looks like you got a diaper on. Yeah, it's, 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 like, it's like down one leg. Yeah, it's like tucked <laughs> it's in. Very uncomfortable. What? No, you've got second skin, right? Yeah, I do. So I guess it does. Yeah, no, it just it, it's it. like a glove. Your uh, your second skin. <laughs> Believe it or not, that's uh, I, that's their motto. It's like a glove. Second skin. No, I think I I, I love that description of what went wrong. <laughs> 
far too much. <laughs> we have to change all of the canon in the Starfinder universe to fit this situation. <laughs> he, he bought a... Uh, Galarian a is back, and <laughs> next tale is stuck in his He, Neck, being cheap, bought a gnome child's <laughs> second skin. <laughs> so there's no, there's no tail room. <laughs> But most everyone else that rolled above a 20 here, uh, you can see just on the horizon of the the asteroid of the, the drift rock. What looks like metal, perhaps something silver glinting off of the, the starlight thousands of feet from where there are metal anchors attaching the rock to these these cords like your destination. Uh, should we head to the silvery flashy thing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's the that's the uh, that's the hot dog in this situation. So yeah. it got so in the, it, it, it got in its senior yearbook, most likely to be a spaceship. So <laughs> well, right. if where you Let's... if if where you touch down on the drift rock, and uh, you can kind of just grab onto some rocks, there is no gravity on this little asteroid. So it, it is kind of like climbing uh, on the ground, just about everywhere you want to get in order to move along. So you can put your feet down, but then you get all kinds of vertigo once again because no gravity. And uh, to move, you do have to, you know, put your hand or your foot on something and kind of pull yourself along. Like we're still in EVA mode, still in free floating. Uh, so you touch down on the equator, like in the middle of the drift rock where it was being pulled by the Acreon. You want to go north towards the North Pole from where most of you saw the, the metal glinting. Great. While you guys touch down and you can get a, a better view of the rock here, why don't you give me a physical science check? Anyone that's got it. I've got it. I've got it. That might not matter. Plus six to that. So 18. What's 16. Six. Miles, Ramey, these are some, some rocks and they are reddish, orange-ish. <laughs> Just about everyone else here. You an orange Julius. Notices that it's pretty unusual features here. Uh, if this is indeed an asteroid, part of it, a side, seems to be uh, sheared cleanly off. So normally, I guess, you know, it would kind of be uniform all, all along, but it, it, there is kind of like a cliff face side. And, and you notice that as you're getting to the drift rock. Um, so it, it might have like shorn off from a larger asteroid or it might have been, you know, shot off. Maybe the, the mining crew lasered off part of this rock. The other odd detail, most of you notice with a 15 physical science check is uh, like most asteroids, you don't see any impact craters marring the surface of the rock here. So it's very smooth, very kind of uniform. It doesn't look like it's been out in space for for that long if if it is indeed an asteroid that's odd yeah most uh, most of you that like i said rolled pretty well don't don't know what to make of it and you can you can talk about that if you'd like we can move on <laughs> i don't know with my physical science check i i don't have any ideas it seems uh that seems like a strange thing i would expect uh you know uh piece of rock that had been floating out in space to at least have a few impact pock marks but so is this is this rock i mean i know it's a rock but is it solid like it's not dusty on top it's just like a solid piece yeah you don't see much in the way of particulates or many smaller rocks on top it looks to be all of you know kind of one piece yeah well i guess there wouldn't be because it doesn't have enough gravity to hang on to them so they would just sure. come off mm. 
if we were smarter, I'd say there's something to this that we should probably know, but... Yeah, I don't know enough about astronomy as Rebecca. Um, Alindra <laughs> would probably know, but... I was, I was about to say, you, you might, this might be a part of a puzzle, and if you're just looking at a single piece, might not give you the full picture. We can continue on, get more puzzle pieces. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Um, right, so if you guys are just taking your time once again in ZRG and climbing over, you know, what feels like a an endless cliff face over the rounded side of the drift rock and taking your time. Uh, we don't have to make rolls. Normally it would be athletics or acrobatics to kind of like maneuver yourself in ZRG and, and like fast pace action. But if you're just very slowly climbing your way along, you, you know, maybe 20 or 30 minutes get to like a, a small cliff face and you see down in a low gully what you think you saw from the tow cables. Anyone with an engineering or pilot check, why don't you give me a quick Ooh, pilot That would be a, a Raimi thing to do. So that's a 9 on the dice plus 7, so that's a 16 for Nack. 16 for Raimi. What did you roll, Idris? 20. In the distance, what you think you saw glinting in the starlight there it looks like a, a, a wreck of a ship and you notice you know some some curvature what looks to be the the back engines and you can tell that this is the remains of a necrovite glider everyone please make an initial roll for me right now oh no, oh, no it's the glider crap so let's go through just in the order that you roll them call them out knack has rolled an eight Remy rolled a ten Alendra, 12. And it's 10. Edris, 10. Wow. Wait, <laughs> is that all 10s? Does everyone roll a 10? Alendra got a 12. Uh, 10 will be the name of Andis, Edris, and I's boy band. <laughs> 10 initiative. Mm, mm, mm. You gotta oh. roll. Now we need to f- figure out some, some stuff here. Okay. Yeah, Th- this, this. Drew, this, did you get an 8? I, I got an 8, yes. This uh, 10 initiative boy band is a song that needs to get written. No, 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 no. Our boy band's single will be called Crit Playing Games Without My Heart. That is fantastic. It's like Crit Playing Games Without My Heart? That's I love it. <laughs> Damn. Patrick rolled a 12. Not going not gonna to lie, guys. I think that 12 is going to do me pretty well oh, right no. here. They're going to beat us in the initiative. <laughs> We always get beaten in this. But at least he only rolled one thing. You Go ahead and roll me a perception check as well. <sighs> to nope, uh, Andis and Ramy with your perception checks 23 24 are going to be able to go in a surprise round cuz you, you see up on a hill over I think 100 feet away or so a a small shimmering reflection of glass. And you see what looks like maybe one or more people hiding behind a rock with a sniper rifle trained on you. We're in combat right now. Ah, right. One or more probably means more. Is my who's <laughs> going to get hit first? Because I'm rolling first in this initiative. Let's go down the order. Obviously, the biggest threat here is an Andis. And Bert, what is your KAC, sir? Oh, that's a 14 is my KAC. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you might be pretty lucky here because a the, the rock right in front of you as you are climbing along, you see this wreck, 
just explodes as a a bullet rips through it, and and it's right after you saw this this person way up ahead, and in the rest of the surprise round, uh, Ramy, you may make a move or a standard action. All right. Well, I'm gonna yell. There's a a sniper up ahead, and then I'm going to fire my laser rifle because he is in within range. Ah, ten. That is not enough. It's EAC, and they do have cover. Yep. So it hits the rock that they are hiding behind. And Anna's I can hit rocks too. <laughs> in space, they can't hear you. <laughs> Andis, uh, you may make a mover standard action as well. Let's see. What is the range on a on a rifle on a laser rifle? Like in over a hundred. Oh, okay. So I, so I can I've, I've got range. Okay. Yeah. Then uh, I'm gonna make a move action to barricade. Okay. Yep. So y- you basically are like hunkering down behind some some rocks here in the face. And like I said, it, it is kind of like you guys are horizontal on the ground. You, you don't get the benefits of hiding unless the, that's what you want to do. If you want to try and find some some cover, there are different divots here I can point you to. I mean, well, no, so that. barricade, yeah. as per my feet, um, I use a move action to create cover if there's yeah. any material around. Is there any material around? Well, you, you're oh, just kind of hunkering be. down, but if other people want to try and grab cover, I can direct you. They would have to move in order okay. to do that. Okay, um, no, but there's nothing I can gather to do that because there's no gravity here to hold yeah, well, the surface. So. There isn't, but uh, I'm calling that you can basically position yourself in such a way that you do have cover because okay. you, one, got the perception check correct, and two, have the feet. And we are in the normal turn order, and we're back at the top with uh, this person. They are going to take another shot at, ooh boy, Raimi, of course, oh the person that just shot at them. Raimi, what is your KAC? My KAC is, I think it's 15. Oh, it don't matter. You're getting shot. I rolled a 17, and a bullet pierces your chest right where you you uh, were holding it up, your gun up, the butt of your gun, for eight points of damage. Eight points. All right. No this more hiding time, in the back the first anymore. time I've been injured since the uh, Fusion Queen. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. And we're in normal turn order, which means it's Alindra's turn. All right. This thing is really far away, so I'm gonna go towards Photon Attunement. Hang on. Well, I don't have a rifle, I have a pistol. Okay, so I'm gonna move. Do I move at the same distance as, I mean, even though it's zero G? Mm-hmm. I need okay. you to make an athletics or an acrobatics check if you want to stop moving them, because otherwise you're going to continue moving forever. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> because that is how zero G works. Unless you grab something, you're going to continue moving straight towards her on your next turn. Okay, I'll make an athletics check then. Well, you um, can also, you I mean, you can keep moving gap. if you want. Yeah, Yeah, I could move, but all my friends are way back there. Although they can <laughs> shoot, so I guess it doesn't really matter. What do you want to do? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll okay, I'm going to stay where I am, but on. Uh, so I rolled a 13 and then I have a plus seven to athletics. That is exactly what you need. Awesome. <laughs> so you completely halt your, I guess, ascent, descent, <laughs> your your path, and you kind of grab some rocks in front of you. And that takes us to Raimi's turn. All right. I am going to take another shot with my rifle. The Lay's rifle, right? Mm-hmm. Lay's it up. 17. Against EAC, 
even with the cover. That is exactly what you need. Yes. But let's see here. Great hit. That's a big. That's big. Yeah, your laser rifle goes right through this person, and a holographic image is destroyed. And there's another one, like hunkered right down behind the rock. It looks like you hit a uh, a decoy. Ah. Uh, well, hey, at least it's out of the way now. Andis, one four seven. It's your turn. All right, I'm uh, tracking and firing my laser rifle. Oh, turn. Oh man, that <laughs> man. was. Ooh, we've boy. turned on these. We've turned on these like three D dice. Aye, and, aye, uh, aye. I could I could see the twenty just kind of like <laughs> roll to it here. <laughs> two on the dice is going to be a miss, taking us to Edros. Your turn. Okay, Edros is going to push off the rock and basically Floating. just float all the way towards where this person is and then just um, what I want to do is use the tactical doshko to just attack the ground to stop my movement. Okay, so you can move uh, your your movement speed basically uh, by pushing yourself off and then you want to try and immediately stop yourself? That'll be uh, about 35, right? Well, I mean... He wants to push off until he I, gets to that person. I mean, I'm not going to stop. I'm not. I don't want to stop okay. myself until I am. At so they're the about person. 90 feet away. So it's going to take about three turns to get there. That's fine. So I can't do it. Like a, there's no double move. Not like in that. zero G. No, you're going to be yeah. kind of going the That's same fine. space that uh, your movement is. But you're going to do that every turn. So if you want, you can shoot while you're moving. How would? Uh, sure. Sure, I, I'll do that. Uh, so while I'm kind of floating, I'll bring out the artillery laser and fire. Right. Okay, that's going to be a four, uh, 12 on the die and for a 14. That is a miss. Darn. So where you are at. Darn, darn, darn. And that takes us to Knack. So you're still moving. Alindra has halted. Knack, what have you got? So I can't... Can I see these people or no? Since... Uh... Now now that the, the fight has started in earnest, yes, you can see where everyone's shooting at. And okay. they're kind of yeah, hunkering behind a rock, got the a very long rifle kind of perched on top of it. Okay, I am going to uh, point at what I presume to be what I presume to be the uh, the people up there and say that that looks like one. Get him! And I'm going to carefully try to crawl my way up towards where Alindra and Edris are. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Unfortunately, you shouting get them does next to nothing here because they are outside of your range. No one knows what. Oh, what, yeah, that's who right. You're pointing at. <laughs> uh, but you can still move up. Yeah, I'm going to move up. Do you want to continue moving? Uh, no, because I do not want to be uh, past where they are. <laughs> okay, well, I'll. Um, if you want to stop here, you can try and make a athletics or acrobatics check. Uh, so that's Yay. 18 plus 6 for acrobatics. Woo! So you're able to nimbly with your tail, that is indeed. Uh, yeah, I got, free I got with my your second skin. I got my tail into the you're correct able to wrap area. around some uh, a spire, you know. That takes us back to the top of the order. The assailant here, the sniper, few fewer targets. And thinks the spry, the dexterous Nax Zizrak apparently is a bit of a of a nuisance. She's going for the small target. Oh god, here it goes. Shooting you. Oh. Seventeen on the dice. That's gonna be a hit for nine points of damage. Oh. A massive bullet 
uh, just rips through your your second Not skin. Not good. That is their turn. Nalindra Vallis. Right. So I have a question. Can I use Stellar Rush? Like, can I charge? One in second. zero G, I mean. Uh, do you? Are you saying you want to try and Stellar Rush right now? Yeah. Okay. So you just barely have the space to do it. I'm going to require either athletics or acrobatics to see if you have firm enough footing in order to just kind of <laughs> meteor punch your way off the rocks the almost the full distance to to the, the enemy. About 55 feet. So go ahead and make me one of those two skill checks. Okay, so I'm going for athletics. Oh, gosh. Uh, so that's a 10 on the die and then plus 7, so 17. Yeah, and you are no longer sickened, which is good. That is, um, I need a 15 for this one. So you're basically coiling up like a serpent sideways on this rock and kind of springboarding yourself off. And you're going you're going right for her. So yeah. uh, you are going to not bull rush, but you're going to do the um, like the shoulder charge kind of aspect of it. Like the melee attack at the end. I'd actually like to bull rush. Can I? Can I not? For uh, the reason you, I can't? You can try. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Even if you fail, you get... To do I mean, it the, does damage, damage even right? if it fails. Yeah. Yep. Go for so, it. So, um, okay. So, just a d20 to see if it hits. Uh, yeah, with some modifiers, it, it does not hit a a 12 on the dice. Not going to be enough because it's eight plus our KAC here. Okay, but it does 2d6 fire damage regardless. Yes, and both you and the the enemy that you just. <laughs> barreled into need to make another acrobatics or athletics check. This one's going to be a little bit harder all for them. They're fine. And you're fine. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, we both rolled 18. We're both fine. Otherwise we're just kind of like, you know, untethered from the rock and and kind of floating uh, off kilter. Some negatives, but both you and the enemy you've rushed up to, you can see now in a, a, they're wearing freebooter armor and inside you see an android, blue skinned, blue eyed android who is looking very afraid about to take some damage right now. What is your stellar rush damage? Okay. So I'm going to roll two D X. Oh, that's three. And I get a reflex save for half, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I've made the reflex save, so it does very little damage. It looks like right. almost all of your energy was expended just getting from point A to point B. <laughs> and then, and that takes us to Raimi. Raimi, your turn. All right. Raimi is going to fire Magic Missile. Ooh, Magic Missile. Oh, boy. Pretty nice. Doesn't miss. All right, so oh, three, five, and four. So, um, uh, nine damage in total. Alrighty. Yes. Yeah. So after getting shoulder charged by Alindra, these three beams of magic energy, uh, pummel into this, this Android sniper. And now it is Andis' turn. I'm just going to, I'm going to move forward and I'm going to do the Ender's game thing where I just kind of like shoot through my legs. All right, so you are shooting through your friend now, who's (laughs) conveniently very much in the way. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) All right, so that's going to be a 20 on the the attack. 20 with the EAC. That is a hit. All right. That's only one point of damage, though. Every little bit helps. And... Edros, it is your turn. 
All right, so I can float 15 feet or... Uh, You're still moving in the same direction, same speed. You didn't stop. You didn't slow yourself down on the previous turn. Okay, that's it. I'm over. I'm like, oh, and I'm going to put my gun away and bring the Doshko out. Tactical. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, 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 okay. Nax is rack. Uh, I'm going to scoot up behind Adras. Do I need to make a uh, acrobatic? If you want to stop yourself, yes. Okay. Ooh, uh, so that's wasting... 26. That natural 20. Yeah, so once again, you're you're very good at finding these handholds. Maybe, maybe it reminds you uh, back on Akaton, the, the red rocks climbing, climbing up all over the place. Um, do Am I in range for get them oh, at this point? You know that you are now, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there they are. Get them! Get them! And we are back to the M and get them. Uh, the enemy's turn. Turn think three at this point and right now they have a pretty unhappy Alindra Vallis up in their face so they just let their sniper rifle kind of float in front of them and they pull out from their their bootleg a survival knife and try and stab it right into Alindra mm, probably not gonna hit I've rolled a nine what is your KAC of Alindra? 14 <laughs> that is a hit. Oh, oh no. Just <laughs> out here. A nine. Nine is a hit. Uh, it is just a, a small survival knife, so it is four points of damage. They cut right up against your chest, and it is your turn to fight back. Yeah, vengeance. All right. So I am fully a photon attuned, and nobody oh. is nearby me, oh. so I'm just going to blow myself up. <laughs> okay. Belindra uses self-destruct. <laughs> it was super no, effective. Supernova. <laughs> supernova. Supernova time. And we'll see how this goes. I'll I'll drop a sound for you. Whoosh. That was pretty, that was pretty quiet. <laughs> no one hears any of it because we're in space. <laughs> <laughs> it's, true. it's true. Okay, so you've rolled... Five, I have made my reflex save. So taking only a, a few points of that. Yeah, it just doesn't your your Solarian manifestations, your powers are working too well out here. Okay, and Raimi. Alright, so uh Raimi's gonna fire his laser rifle. Nothing too, too fancy. Fourteen. That's a miss. Uh, well, f- 15, does that make a difference? It's still a miss. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. His his KSC is, I think, 17. Actually, you know what? Uh, they are not hiding behind the rock anymore, and all you have to shoot through is Alindra. A 15 with Gidim, that is going to be a hit against EA. Yes! Only because <laughs> Gidim is on. Love when that plus one is useful. Woo-hoo. Go ahead and roll me that damage, Miles. And that's eight. Eight. Nice. Damage. Nice. Right. So you peg a perfect laser shot squarely in in this android's chest, and they they drop the knife, uh, fall to their knees, and just kind of put their hands up. And over the the comms, uh, you hear, "I surrender. I do not wish to fight." Good choice. Remy calmly just saunters up, join his his friends. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we, we're, we're out of combat. They have given up, so you guys can slowly make your way to to Alindra and exactly what I said I was doing. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and, a, it was uh, a so joke. shut up, Tyler. It was a <laughs> and joke. Take, take your time okay, and not fall off the joke. rock. 
<laughs> How dare you, Tyler? Nope. Oh, yeah. We we are at a combat. There's a, a sniper rifle flown in front of you. A survival knife just kind of spinning in air, and this this android is uh, like I said on their knees, uh, hands up, and and over all of your comms. Uh, now that you're within range, you hear. I surrender. I know when I'm bested. Who are you? I'm Clara 247. I was sent to shoot you down and kill all of you. By who? It's whom? Android. (laughs) Don't you tell me about how to speak common. Error, error. (laughs) You can't both be bad cop. I was contracted through an unnamed intermediary. Never dealt with a contractor. Job didn't say you were Starfinders, though. Would that have changed your decision? Not one bit. How much did they pay you? Yeah, uh, has a, a data pad. Uh, there is a just a small missive, and it looks like the payment was five hundred credits. Easy money, a <laughs> hundred credits for each of your heads. That's it. I would think we were worth a little bit more than a hundred credits. I mean, me alone. Yeah, you got you got, <laughs> you got ripped off. I will turn myself in as your prisoner if you can get me off this rock. How did you get here? They motion back towards the destroyed necrovite glider behind you guys. Smooth Louvre. Were you the one that was trying to shoot down our, our our ship a little while ago? That is correct. Oh. <sighs> so, let's see. Well, okay, so no. is, can I can I on. can I sense motive to, to see if their uh, their surrender is legitimate? Go right ahead. Seems like a thing that you could do. Uh, since so it's a 16 on the die with uh, it's 21. Oh, more than enough. They are very sincere in that they've been bested. You, you do notice there's also a pistol on their hip, but uh, they have not gone for it. I say we take. They, they also look very hurt. I say we take that pistol, just to be on the safe side. It is an azimuth laser pistol, indeed. Eh, I'll I'll put that in my in my in my coat. Cool. Coat pockets. I don't think you should leave this rock. Why is that? Because you're scum, and I don't care whether you live or die. And frankly, your death would be much preferred. Yeah, there's just a, a, a mercenary. You've done worse. Mercenaries are one thing. Assassins are different. They're kind of the same. They are not the same. Not even close. So, uh, let me let me think back to the logs. They kept The logs kept talking about something on the rock, but so... The log said something about something being on the rock. That clearly she can't be it because she has only been here about as long as we have. I got a question. Right. I got a question for you. you. You seen anything else out here? Anything suspicious? Anything uh, creepy, spooky? We are not alone on the rock. You want? You want to give us a little any more information other than that little cryptic, creepy phrase? I've tried to move west, but there seems to be something over there. I'm. I was spooked away. I tried to stay near my ship in case I could pick up someone on radio frequencies, but I've not been over the ridge. It seems like there are things over there. All right, so we've got a crashed necroglider. We've got the goblins uh, told us. Are the goblins here? Where are the goblins? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're slowly climbing behind you guys. And they're like, wait, wait there, was there a fight? Did you guys? Oh, we're coming. Thanks for the help, you Dragnoffs. Uh, so, you didn't wait up for him, did you? Uh, so, uh, we've got a crash necroglider. We know where that came from. We supposedly have a 
another mining vessel that these these goblins stowed away on, and we have something towards the they say west. They did. That is uh, spooky, scary. That I'm wondering if we just go east, are we gonna find the ship, or are we gonna have to go west? Because eventually, east is gonna turn into where the thing is. Let's be honest. Well, well it's a very it's like I said. Like, like I'm wide, so you're going to in an hour. East will have become west. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, yeah. So we can, I, uh, we can just go east until we get until we get there, and in the meantime, yeah. we get to explore the east. Yeah, I think we should search the ship for anything useful, and then continue east. The the glider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's almost completely destroyed. Uh, like I said, though, on them they had a tactical Sheeran eye rifle. The azimuth laser pistol and uh, got some more ammunition. Uh, what kind of ammunition? So about twenty long arm rounds and floating around their head. Now that you've gotten in close, there is a clear spindle aeon stone. Another aeon stone. And what does the clear spindle aeon stone do? Uh, so the clear spindle aeon stone sustains you by negating the need for food or water. So they've been on this. <laughs> they've been on this rock for a few days as well and uh yeah. i've actually been wanting to pick one of those up too we might so need that, to so that it, if i ever get if i ever do get lost in uh in space yeah I'll just float for all eternity <laughs> just become a, yeah. a space philosopher forever <laughs> in space yeah. we might not want to pass that one around for a little bit just to uh take care of some things what because we're all we've all been on this ship for like three days there's food and there's water on the ship, dude. You're fine. Oh, well, then never mind. <laughs> it's been about two hours since you've had a snack. <laughs> I'm already hungry. It was a big fight. So do you guys want to go towards where Clara 247 did not want to go towards the uh, the west, where they have steered clear of? Well, so wait a minute. Um, the goblins seem to think that the mining vessel that came up here went to the other side of the yeah they just said the 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 dark side but you've already cleared basically the horizon so and also don't listen to the goblins <laughs> yeah they're morons they like me probably don't have a great sense of direction on a you know <laughs> a, a weird oblong space rock yeah i figure we should just go in the direction that she was scared to go into sure so yeah. Before we leave her, can I use diplomacy to try to get this girl to help us out and join our party oh, and assist perfect. us? Diplomacy is the skill you would need in this place. Why don't you go ahead and roll that for me? All right. Ooh, natural one. Oh, great. That's a <laughs> nine. <laughs> what do you um, say to them? If we're If we're willing to help you get off of this rock, would you be willing to fight on our behalf? go into the scary place with us it's almost audible the the eye roll that you hear it seems like their eyes are glitching back in their head <laughs> but uh but claire says if you want to pay equal to what my contractor was going to pay i will fight whatever it is that i was not going to fight on my own alongside you 500 credits or how about we pay nothing and you get to live and we let you keep your pistol. Sounds like I'd be Wait, dead either what? way. I'm I'm gonna make an intimidate check if I can to uh mm, I'm excited to see this. So <laughs> eighteen plus seven. So that is uh what is that? Twenty six? Twenty five. Twenty five. What does next say? <laughs> listen, 
You're going to be lucky if we give you a weapon. You're going to go out there. You're going to go first. You're going to take the heat that we don't want to take if you want to live. If you're lucky, you get to live and we all get off of this rock. But if not, so be it. So start walking. Crawling. Whatever. I refuse that. You can kill me now. There is something not well on this rock. There's something unnatural. I would rather a bullet through my head than to face it. Or I can fight alongside you and you can give me my rifle back. Very well. Andis takes the clear spindle and then turns around and walks away. <laughs> Andis is about to let her starve on this rock. Yeah, that's fine. That's if fine she won't listen them. to us, then great. Let's uh, just leave without her. Ed- Edris comes up to her and is like, well, it's unfortunate that you wouldn't work with us, but uh, I guess Edros will just kill them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just like push their dead body off the rock. Is, is that what you guys want to do right now? Oh, this seems like such a terrible waste of an opportunity for you to be helping us. You I know? said I would help you, but I'm not going to die for you. I will help you fight, but I'm not going to be your bait. Yeah, no, I, I, think, I don't I think want you might have her oversold to be a, it. Yeah, I don't want her to be our bait. I think that she should be a member of the team. That was okay. what I was going for. Right, yeah. Nack, I think you I think you overplayed your hand when you were like, and also, you're just going to take all the bullet shots when you have one HP left. All right, all right. I'll, uh, 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 can I roll a diplomacy check? <laughs> oh, you're trying a different tack now? Yeah, why not? <laughs> okay, well, there will be some <laughs> negatives involved after threaten them with death. It's going to be good cop, bad cop. doesn't work when you're both. Ooh, a 14 on the dice. Maybe yeah, it will. 14 plus 8. So twenty-two. Correct. Right. Uh, with Alindra's help, if you if you would like to go back to the sweeter side of things, they'll go back and say, either pay me or give me my rifle back. I tell you what, I might have found something on that ch- on the the Acreon that will cover your your payment, but I'm not giving you your rifle back until we know what we are dealing with. So you can come with us. You don't have to walk before everybody, fine. But I'm not giving you any kind of weapon until we are in some kind of combat scenario. Deal? Lara looks you over, you know, from from ears to tail, as it were, and just kind of nods, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll take pistol. We have a deal, Isoki. I gave her her, uh, her Aeon Stone back. You can keep this it. This is ridiculous. Uh, hooray. I keep it. <laughs> So you guys are ready to move out? Let's move. Yeah. Let's do yeah. it. Okay. So continuing on, moving over the the surface of the drift rock, grabbing handholds of the the rocky surface, and eventually you get over the the ridge line to where you see the 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 large overhanging cliff face, and towards I guess the bottom. But as soon as you get up to it, it becomes like a, a level surface in front of you. There is a, a rock formation and a small opening underneath uh, a large cliff that looks somewhat like a cave's entrance. It, it's it's dark. There's definitely some negative space there. And you notice three small shimmering pieces of metal glinting in front of the opening. What do you guys like to do? Hmm. I guess I'll go look at the pieces of metal. I keep seeing these hot dogs lying around all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, all, all of you moving forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bumfuzzle and Cattywampus are, are with you now if you are going to wait for them. They're a little bit slower than you. Though. Let's Yeah, let's just move at half speed and slowly approach. Yeah, that way we can toss one in front and something happens. 
Uh, so yeah, kind of slowly pushing yourself forward uh, about halfway there as you approach two figures in spacesuits, crisp white spacesuits emerge from the cave entrance and they notice you as you approach maybe 50, 60 feet away and over open comms you hear, who goes there? This this rock is under quarantine of Pack Council General Order 12. You being here is illegal. And it is a voice that Andis, you recognize right away, despite being older, slightly huskier, but you're absolutely sure this is none other than Darius Gilcrest in one of these two suits. But I couldn't tell which one it came from? Not at this distance, no. Okay. Uh, Andis stops and says, We are of the Starfinders. Which of you is Darius? One of them brandishes a pistol to the side and steps behind the other person in a spacesuit and uh, and steps behind the other and says, you, you have no claim on this this rock. And I've, I have paperwork, but I can tell that you are here illegally. Turn around and go back to your ship. You have no place here. You have no claim here if you are from Astral Extractions. You must leave. The other figure, uh, the voice calm, perks up, and you hear, Oh, I don't think that they care that you might have the papers. And Rebecca, Alindra hears this other person's voice through the comms, and she recognizes it as almost certainly the voice of Master Pasilar. Oh, no! What? No! They're in cahoots? Oh, oh no! Uh, I kicked my microphone. You've heard that voice for months on expedition over comm units just like these in in suits. And you definitely know that voice anywhere. Uh, If any of you step any closer, uh, Gilcrest grabs Pasilar around the neck and and puts the pistol to his head and uh, shut your shut your radio off. Come here and grabs uh, grabs him and uh, jetpacks pop up on the the back of Gilcrest's suit and they start climbing up the top of the cliff face. What would you guys like to do? Can I detect thoughts on Pasilar and see Not close enough. Oh, I'm not? Oh, damn. Let's... I'm I'm, I'm chasing. Chase him. Yeah, let's chase him. All right. As you do, uh, these three little metal blips in front of the cave entrance pop up. They are security droid robots and you hear over the comms, lay down your arms or be destroyed. Also, to be continued. Ah! <laughs> oh my gosh. Who I'm excited about next week, everybody. Oh, that'll be a fun what? place to start off. Oh, this is so upsetting. Oh, I'm really worried man. about Master Passelar. I don't know what I can promise you about next week's game, except one thing bad things are going to happen. Oh, no. Very, very bad things, guys. Oh, Uh, my God. But this week, you guys are all alive, and you've made some fun new friends. (laughs) The last couple games. Yay. You're a big fun gang now. Our family has gotten bigger. You should have given Claire that sniper rifle because she could take care of this in, like, no no time. Well, we can give it back to her. Is it Claire 147? Uh, two four seven. Uh, two four seven and Andis one four seven. Yep. Nope. Uh, <laughs> that's, she, that is a thing that happened. That's that's interesting. <laughs> uh, you guys excited to play next week? 
Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Going to be grand. We are we are fast approaching the end of incident at Absalom Station. We are on the drift rock. I'm so excited to crack it open and see what's inside. Thank you guys for playing with me. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. And happy birthday, Rebecca. Thanks. Didn't kill your character. Happy birthday. happy birthday. Hardly did any damage to I her. I know. Thanks. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Everyone say good night, everybody. Good night. And now for an all-new Crit Bit, starring everyone's favorite android, Andres147. Crit Bit commencing in 3, 2, 1. Crit Bit initiated. Depthis was little more than a rock. A big rock, sure. Much smaller than a planet, but considerably more massive than you'd guess by looking at it. Gold, iridium, tungsten, platinum. Yeah, suitably massive. Plenty of gravity in there. Deceptively so. It's overrated if you ask me. Gravity, I mean. But the humans, the elves, the dwarves, can't seem to get enough of it. All of them, really. Wherever you find intelligent life, you'll find desperation for something to cling to. Traditions, superstitions, the rock they grew up on. They spend a fortune every cycle ensuring that Absalom has just the right amount of gravity. Just enough to avoid the fact that they aren't meant to be here. That out here, their legs are vestigial. That the entire universe that they inhabit rejects their anatomy. That they do not belong. I understand more than they know. While we're on the subject of Absalom... Do you ever wonder why the gravity orients the way it does? Down? Why the downest levels are the chaotic wilds? Why the uppermost spires are where you'll find the wealthy, the powerful, the pious? Gravity. The powerful in particular have the most vested interest in maintaining gravity. Gravity keeps the unwashed masses at bay. The towers of legend were not for the commoners, no. They were reserved for those who could muster the inhumanity to ignore the cries of the needy. Better that the poor and the weak be mingled with the chaos in the wilds, while the rich and the powerful live above and beyond. Absalom is just the same. If those huddled masses want up, they'll have to go through gravity first. Darius Gilcrest. Never thought I'd see his haggard, ugly face again. No such luck, it seems. Must have been... 20, 25 years since last I saw him. He's old now. Too old. Most humans don't make it that long. Not without considerable resources. Wonder where he might have found himself enough credits to last this long. Astral extractions. Seems like the representative was right. They do pay well. I should have known something was wrong with him the moment I laid eyes on him. I should have killed him when I had the chance. I should have... I should have done something. 
24601 had just come in from the accident. After working three consecutive shifts, their exhaustion was taking its toll. It was practically inevitable that they'd screw something up. Battery 3 had been improperly stored, moisture in the coils, 24601's royal prong-up had been forgetting to check the casing integrity. It was SOP, you know, check it every time, check it twice. But they were tired. Sloppy. On startup, Battery 3 discharged violently, and the laser drill's power pulsed wildly, to devastating effect. The resultant blast collapsed half of Mineshaft Libertas, sealing the fates of 14 android units, and causing considerable damage to the laser drill itself. Anyone would have caught hell for a pronk up like that. We knew 24601 was in for a bad time, but we had no idea. I was on shift in heavy machining maintenance when they wheeled in the laser drill. It was a mess. Half the circuitry was fried, the focusing array was completely vaporized, and not to mention all 12 batteries were shot and would need to be replaced. 24601 was dragged in about half an hour later. They had sustained extensive damage to the entire left side of their frame, and their face plating was all but gone. Behind me, a tremulous nasally voice asked, Does it live? Quickly assessing 24601's state, I nodded. They do. Can it be roused? Sneered the voice. The man had now approached the table and was glaring down at the mercifully unconscious heap of wreckage that was 24601. I could tell from the markings on his jumpsuit that he was a mechanic overseer, a replacement for his predecessor who had suffered a tragic accident when a tool shelf fell, crushing him. Sir, I can wake them, but... Wake it, he interrupted. I did as I was told. As 24601 regained consciousness, they gasped and shrieked in agony. The man produced a spell gem and silenced the pitiful soul with a snap of his fingers. Now, this drill. He started, turning his face to the all but destroyed laser drill. How much to fix it? Sir, it's beyond compromised. It's going to take a fortune to repair. With a kindly smile, he placed his hand on my shoulder and said, don't you worry about that, friend. Money is not an object. You just tell me what you need to repair it, and I'll personally see to it that you get precisely what you need to get the job done. That's what's important, after all. A job well done. I had never had such an offer. Quality tools were in such short supply, we were always short on components, and here this guy was offering to outfit me with as much as I needed. With the right components, I could get ahead on my work. I could even work on extracurriculars. 12,000 credits, I declared. I'd overestimated by at least 2,000 credits. As I awaited his answer, hoping he wouldn't catch me in the lie, he eyed me closely, shrewdly, and then he smiled. Done he declared, with a clap on my back, and returned his attention to 24601. Does that sound fair to you, A? Uh, 24601? Checking the doomed android's call number. 24601 silently opened and closed their mouth as though whispering through a vacuum. Hmm. Destroying the corporation's property. My property! 
Does 12,000 credits seem reasonable to you? He shrieked, becoming more agitated with every syllable he uttered, before calming his voice again. Well, obviously I'm happy to pay, but for my investment, I'll need a promise. I need to know that you won't jeopardize corporate property again. Is that understood? He smiled, reassuringly. And 24601 nodded, with obvious relief. The man's smile vanished as quickly as it had appeared. Of course, I need insurance to that effect. You say you understand that you mustn't damage corporate property, but you seem to fail to grasp the why. Therefore, it falls to me to teach you. I suspect that the reason you are careless is that you do not have sufficient incentive to be otherwise. Now, friend, we can remedy that. You, mechanic, he said to me. Twelve thousand credits, was it? I nodded woodenly. Very good, he chirped, returning his gaze to the wrecked android lying on the table. Twelve thousand it is, then. I'm going to increase the gain on your tactile sensors 12,000%. When you make a move, you will do so with intention. And when you make a mistake, he paused, his smile returning once more, now unmistakably genuine, you will learn. I watched numbly as the man dexterously went to work on 24601, tittering to himself as though retelling an old joke that never got old. The silent android, wide-eyed with fear and pain, stared at me as though begging me for help. In fear, I stood, silently, frozen to the spot. I could... I should have done something. But all I could do was watch. If androids could weep. After finishing his modifications, he turned his back on the thoroughly learned android, looked at me in the eyes and said, 12,000 credits. Spend them wisely. Yes, Mr. Doctor. Yes, Doctor. Gilcrest. But please call me Darius. I could have done something. I could have energized the drill and knocked out the entire engineering bay. I, I could have bashed his head in with a wrench. Hell, I could have dropped a tool cabinet on him, too. But fear is a force. A powerful force. Fear... Fear is like gravity. It keeps the weak down on the bottom where they belong. Protects the powerful from their cries for justice. Insulates the wealthy from consequences, as though through just so many air-gapped floors. And yet... Here you are, Darius. Out of all the rocks in the vast, here you are on this hunk of abominable rock. And Darius, there's no gravity here, Darius. Your precious gravity won't save you now. <laughs>